Such a blessing to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Take your Bibles, if you would, and turn them to the book of 1 Corinthians. couple things before we get to our text. First of all, we have some letters to read. We'll do that soon as the sermon is over. But we also have somebody to uh, wish a happy birthday to. Us. It's been five years now. Five years ago, we organized as a church and I, I don't know, I find myself thinking either one of two things. Either, <laughs> either a church can age like in dog years, <laughs> it feels like it's been way longer than five years, and then there's also another aspect, it feels like we're just getting started, and I'm very excited about the future, uh, but it was January 30th, 2016, when we, we organized together as a church. So the Lord has seen us through a lot has blessed us tremendously, and I'm looking forward to the, the next years that we have together. So kind of leads to uh, some thoughts that, I've, that I have. The second thing I want to get to before the text is, uh, again, to express my thanks. Um, thank you so much for all of the help and the love and the support. It's just been awesome is the word that comes to mind. I know we have a lot who are not with us this morning. Um, because we're being careful and trying not to get each other sick and we're feeling under the weather. So to them that are watching as well, thank you so much. I absolutely love this church and the heart that she has, and it has been a tremendous blessing to us. All of that's kind of been going through my mind the past couple days, and so I want to share what has been on my heart. I feel a bit weary and drained but I also want to share with you how the Lord has blessed my own heart. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want to pick up in verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 12, and we'll read down through verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12, Paul writing here to the church of Corinth says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, am I not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But, God, but now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased Him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to the part which lacked, 
that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. Or one member honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for this day, for the chance that we have to come and worship you and to look together to your word. I ask your blessing on this reading and the, the things that you've laid on my heart, that they would be clear, that you would help us to have open hearts and open minds to your word this morning. I thank you again for all that you've done. In Jesus' precious name I pray, amen. So I've spent time thinking of our whole experience over the past month or so. Um, many things have come to mind, certainly again, the gratitude for the help. Uh, but there's, there's been some things that have been kind of pressed into my heart as we've walked this road that we have. One of them being the utmost importance of salvation. The absolute necessity that we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That we have cried out to Him and trusted in Him for salvation. Because when it all boils down to it, without that you have no hope. There is no hope in life. There is no hope in death. Without that we're doomed and damned and hopeless. And I thank God for the testimony of uh, my loved ones, that there is that peace there. No, we might not see eye to eye on some doctrinal things, and that's fine. Because in the end, the most important thing that they need to know is Christ as their Savior. And I hope each and every one of you here has that testimony. That you can look back and see, yes, there the Lord saved me. Because of that moment that I... I trusted in Him. My eternity in heaven is sealed. That is so important. That is something we must pray for and speak to our loved ones every chance that we get. I've also been impressed by the, or what has been pressed on my heart is the impact of a personal testimony and how far-reaching our actions can be in other people's lives. Whether it's even just a chance encounter or the people we see on a day-to-day -day basis, how we carry ourselves, how we speak to others, how we treat others can have a lasting impact, so much so that the door to the gospel can be opened. There is a vast difference if we know Christ as Savior and we treat other people like garbage between someone who does know Christ as Savior and treats them as Christ does. One can shut doors the other can open. Things that I need to consider in my own life and telling other people about my testimony and how I impact others. But what has really kind of um, been impressed upon my heart and what is on my heart this morning is the importance of a local church. The importance and the benefit of being part of a local church. And many times we approach this doctrinally. And rightfully so. That's what the Bible commands, right? Teach, baptize, and teach. And that the church is to go out and, and win souls and to baptize them in, to teach them and then to plant other churches. There is a doctrinal aspect to it, yes. It's because what the Bible says we are to do. But I have experienced firsthand the very practical side of a church. And it has cemented 
in my mind and in my heart even more why we need the church. It's not just something we should do. It's something we need. So I've taken you to a familiar place this morning. We've read these Scriptures. We know them. And I simply want to pull a few points from them in today. Looking in verse 12, Paul gives us a very understandable and easily relatable um, uh, illustration here. For the body is one, verse 12, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. He's pointing to our physical body to paint a picture of how each church is. Just as our body has all these different working parts, ones that we can see, ones that we... Uh, um, ones that are very visible and some that are not so visible but very important on the inside of us, uh, as, as our body is made up of all these different working parts, he says, so also is the body. So is each local church. Now listen, there is a sense uh, that the church is this one big institution. The Scripture speaks of it, the church of God. It's much like marriage. Marriage is an institution, but it is always and only worked out in a local setting. There is the sense of a church as an institution, but the church is always worked out in these local bodies, just as as marriage as an institution is worked out in these, in a marriage between a man and a woman, right? And so, body uh, Paul is talking to the local body here at Corinth and and giving them this context where they can relate to just like your church there Corinth and by extension he's talking here to us at Faith Baptist just like our body here um, has uh, many different parts and it is yet one and it helps us to understand the next verses the context of the local church look in verse 13 for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. You see, we have a common spirit here at our local body. Of course, the Holy Spirit for sure, right? He's what makes us a church. His presence is what gives us life. Just as our spirit gives life to our physical body, so does the Holy Spirit to this body here. Without that, we're just a bunch of people coming together and singing some songs and talking about the Bible. But it is the Holy Spirit that gives us life. The Holy Spirit that has immersed us in to this local body. That is very practical in that that's how we join a church. We become baptized, right? But there's also this figurative sense of We're immersed in this. We're all in together in this, right? The Holy Spirit has brought us here and just immersed us into not only being part of His body, but also being made to drink into that. I love the figurative language that He's given. He's brought us from all walks of life, all different experiences, and He can and will continue to do that. And He continues to nourish and to feed us, but... He's also brought us here together for a purpose. You know, that word spirit can also mean the spirit of something, the essence, the disposition, the feeling of something. The Holy Spirit has brought us here, immersed us together to have the same essence, the same disposition, the same feeling. 
We have one common goal in mind, don't we? We've been brought here for one common goal, and we are to drink into that. We are to partake into that, to make it our goal as well. And that goal is Christ, isn't it? To glorify Christ, to proclaim Christ, to care for others as Christ does. Think of the analogy that Paul gives. You have all different parts of your body that function as one. So does our church. And that spirit that we are to function as is Christ. His love, His actions, and His care. Our body has many different parts functioning as one. Not vice versa. What does it say? The body is not one member, but many. Many churches can function under the pastor's goals. Many churches can function under one member's goals or a particular person might think they run the church and Paul says that is not the case. What is it that controls our body? Our head, right? And does not the Scripture say in the book of Ephesians that Christ is the head of the church? We follow His leading. We do what He wants us to do. And all of our different parts, just as our physical body function as one, so do we all here, right? We function as one to serve Christ. And that goes against the push of the day. The push of the day is individuality. I'm going to do everything by myself. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I need no one. I am my own island. I'll do it my way. Thank you very much. You see that in the workplace. You see that in society today. And it's affected Christianity, hasn't it? To where the Bible is left up to individual uh, interpretation. You spend any time witnessing to somebody and you'll find very quickly, even from the get-go, even laying out the simple plan of the Gospel, you'll hear something like, ah, well, I don't see it that way. I don't think it says this. I don't believe that. And so, self is the filter for the Bible. Self is the determiner of what is true or what is not. Because I don't believe what that book says, it's not true. That's what many people think, right? And maybe you have the gospel in common, but when you get on to other things like how we should serve or how we should live, you'll find that is everywhere. And that push, this is kind of the push of the day. That's okay. You believe what you want to do and you can have your truth and I'll have my truth and everybody's good and everybody's okay. That just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work practically. It doesn't work in any aspect of life. What if my truth is that gravity should be lighter than me? lighter for me, and I should be able to walk like I'm on the moon when I'm on the earth. And I believe that, so it should just be true. That's absurd, right? Well, it's no less absurd to say, I believe that Jesus is not the only way to salvation and that you can be saved by believing in a pope or believing in Buddha or whatever it is. That's no less absurd than me thinking I should be able to leap across the street in one bound just because I think it's true. 
but yet the vast majority of people that you will talk to probably believe something like that. And it's much more prevalent when you come to talking about the local church. Hey, the Bible talks about the need for a local church and some things we'll look at here in just a, a minute. But people say, no, I don't, I don't believe that. And then it can even affect us as we become prideful and we might even try to push agendas. We've seen all kinds of things. But the Bible says the body is not one member, but many. It is meant to be one local body made up of all different working parts, all different people with one goal, one spirit here, one essence, one feeling that we are glorifying Christ, that we are following the Holy Spirit as He has brought us here. The push of the world is individuality. I'll do it my way. I'll be my own island. I don't need your stinking help. Get away from me. But God knows so much better than we do. <laughs> and He tells us right at the start. You read the, the, the account of the creation, Genesis 1 and 2, and all that God is doing is making the light to exist. He's creating this world and filling it out. And every time he does, he says something. It's really good, right? God saw that it was good. Well, you, you see all of these things that he does across the seven days of creation, and there's only one thing that's not good. Everything else is good except one. God says it was not good that man should be what? Alone. All else that God had made was good until he comes to that and God says, you know what? It's not good for man to be alone. And so he creates marriage and family. We weren't meant to be by ourselves. He creates marriage. He creates family. He builds a nation of people in the Old Testament, the nation of Israel. These are my people, my nation that will follow me and, and operate under my law. So it should be no surprise that God creates a local community of called out believers who He calls the church in the New Testament. Why? Because it's good for us. It's not good for us to be alone. No, He calls together this local called out assembly because it's good for us to be together. You see, this is much more than just a command. What we do here in, on Sunday mornings and Sunday afternoons and Wednesday nights is much more than just a command. It's something that we need. We need the fellowship of a local church. And I'm not talking the, the fellowship of like coming in and saying, hi, bye, how you doing? We'll see you next time. No, that koinonia fellowship the deep connectedness that we have with each other, the communion that we have with each other, where we know each other's lives and each other's struggles and we are helping and we are involved, real fellowship that we need in the local church. You see, we here are connected just as closely and just as strongly as your hands are connected to your arms, are connected to your shoulders. 
we are connected just as closely and strongly as our body is. Now here is where some people will start to object. Well, you know, I'd go to church, but... And they'll usually cite some past hurt or bad experience. And yes, that does happen. People can be ugly. People can be hypocritical. After all, we're just sinners that are saved by grace, right? If we're going to mess up, we're going to slip up. And Paul addresses this in the next verses. Let's look at verse 15. If the foot shall say, because I'm not of the hand, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the smelling? But now God hath set the members every one of them in the body as it has pleased him. If they were all one member, where would the body? But now they are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again to the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. He gives a very, impl- a very simple illustration. There's not really a lot of fighting going on in our physical bodies, is there? We don't have the foot getting ticked off because it's not the eye saying, I'm out of here. You know, the hand, the hand gets to do all the cool work. I got to be stuck in a shoe, a stinky sock. This stinks, I'm out of here. We don't have a lot of that going on, now, do you? But yet, we can let the flesh in sometimes, and a church can start doing that. You know, since I'm not the pastor, or since I, I don't get to be usher, i got to be janitor and mop bathroom floors. I'm out of here. You know, that can start, can't it? But yet, without a foot, it's very hard to walk. Isn't it? You're almost easier to make do without one of your hands than you are without one of your feet. But sometimes we can lose perspective and say, because I don't do this or because I don't have that, you know what? I've never seen my spleen. But I'm sure thankful I've got it. Because I know it's doing something important in there. And without it, I'd have problems. You don't know how important you could be to this body or the local body you're a part of if you're watching this. God has set us together, baptized us here together in the Spirit, brought us together as it has pleased Him. He's made us a perfectly functioning body. Exactly as He attended. And, by the way, then, there's no room for arrogance on the other flip side either. Huh. I'm the eye, you're the ear, you don't do anything as important as me. Yeah, we've seen that too, right? There's no room for that. No, we've been brought here to, to do what God has called us to do. There are many members, yet one body. Though we have varied experiences, though we have varied talents and, and different talents and functions and gifts, we, folk, we, we function here as one. 
And that's why when things might pop up, we don't uh, we address them and we take care of the issues that come up. Think of this. If every time your left arm twitched, you ever have that happen? <laughs> or is that just me? You'd be sitting there and, what was that? <laughs> if every time that happened, something like that happened, can you imagine if your right leg said, you hypocrite, you sinner, nobody told you to do that, I'm out of here. <laughs> now, that'd be a little absurd, isn't it? No. You either do one of two things. You think you think that was weird. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. Or if it keeps doing it, well, then there's a problem and you address the issue, right? Same thing in a body. We all got our twitches, don't we? <laughs> things I might say, you think, well, that was weird. Hope he's okay. <laughs> Hope he doesn't do that again. <laughs> We've been through that with each other over the five years, haven't we? Our little ups and downs and bumps in the road. and Or we say, hey man, what's going on? Is there something we can talk about? It's part of being a church and part of caring for each other because we are connected here as a body. But can I just say, and I want to finish up with this thought, the problems that happen and the problems that most people will point to in a church, they don't negate the blessings of being part of a church that far outweigh any other problem. Because in tough times, it's, the be- it's in tough times the beautiful blessings of being part of a church become so clear. And listen, we could go on and on about all the doctrinal stuff, about how important it is and what the church means to Christ. And there is that whole other aspect of it that we could spend time on. What I'm simply talking about this morning is like the practical impact it has on us in our lives. There are some very real blessings here and now that we can feel because of being part of a local church. Verse 25, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Again, (coughs) Paul is using a very simple thing for us to understand. Think of it in your own body. When you stub your toe or you hit your finger with a hammer, your whole body feels it, right? (laughs) I can remember just being part of the job that I've part of the career that I've been in. If you don't have an impact wrench or you can't fit it on there, a good thing to use is a long wrench and a sledgehammer. You can break some bolts loose. So you get a big old three pound sledgehammer and I forget what it was I was doing. Um, but I was wailing away on a wrench and I got my finger on the wrench between the hammer. Bam! I still got this scar where I split it open. <laughs> it doesn't contain to your finger where you say, oh darn, that hurts. <laughs> okay, the pain's going to... No, no. That radi- radiates up your arm. <laughs> makes your stomach feel nauseous. You get an instant headache. Your knees get weak and you have to sit down. <laughs> all from hitting one little part 
of your body or stubbing your toe really bad or something like that. Your whole body feels it, right? When, when one little part of your body is in pain. Well, when one of our members here is in pain, we all feel it, don't we? We've been through some of that in our five years together, right? I can remember many times of rejoicing. Someone is saved or someone is baptized. Or we've got new babies, which the water, Waters family is well on track to hold the record. Two, two babies. Riley was almost here, but little Lucy and little Connor we've welcomed as they've been part of our body here. When those things happen, we're all happy, right? There's just this sense of joy throughout the body. Somebody was saved or somebody's, somebody was baptized and they're a new part of us or somebody joins with us or we've got this new baby, whatever it is. We know what it's like to rejoice. We're all just happy, so happy for each other. But there's also times of weeping, right? I have wept with you. And you most recently have wept with us. And unless, unless you've experienced what it's like to have those people weeping with you, people who believe the same thing, people who you have that, that fellowship, that deep fellowship with you, it's very hard to explain. But there is a help and a comfort and a support that comes from that is unlike any other any other thing that we could experience. It's helpful to know that you have your brothers and sisters in Christ, those who are uh, committed together with you, caring for you. From just from the very practical expressions of help to the simple embrace and an I love you. That means so much. And I cannot imagine how somebody goes through any of things that we have faced and, and some have faced much heavier burdens. I cannot imagine how somebody goes through that without a church body. How somebody could go through any of that alone. Because we're not meant to. We're not meant to be alone. We're meant to be part of His local body that bears each other up and rejoices with each other and weeps with each other. Now, we need each other, don't we? Just as much as our hand needs our arm to survive. You see, we're connected in that way. Of course, to Christ and the Holy Spirit and the, the life that He gives us, but we're connected to each other in that way. You help me in my own spiritual life. You help me to grow. You help to keep me sustained as I do in some way with you. And without it, we become weak and isolated. And I can't imagine it being any other way. So yes, the church is good for us. It's good for us. We are committed here to each other to glorify, to proclaim Christ. But again, we're committed to each other. I know that you're in it for the long haul. 
for the ups and the downs and the good and the bad. And just thinking about what we've been through in the past couple weeks as well as thinking over the past five years that we've walked together in this capacity. It's good to be a part of His church. And I'll be a bit selfish and say it's good to be a part of Faith Baptist. I love this church. Some people would look and say five years. You guys got a lot to learn. We've traveled a lot of road in five years. We've experienced a lot of life in five years. What life can throw at us. And I can't imagine, I can't imagine any other way than being able to call up somebody and say, hey, brother, pray for me. Hey, sister, pray for me. We send those things out in the group chat, right? Pray for so-and-so. Or pray for me. And right there, our, our, we're telling each other and praying for that. Or I need help with this. Or what can I do? Just that whole relationship is good for us. And I thank God for it. Knowing that we have family here to say, here, here, let me lift the load, brother. And also knowing that I can do the same for each one of you. The past uh, five years of, as your pastor has only solidified that for me, that the church is good for us. So I simply just want to say how thankful I am. I think sometimes it's good to just stand and say, I am thankful to be part of His church. And to simply extend an invitation today to those who might be listening or those who haven't committed themselves to to being part of a local church to come join with us, to be a part of the family here, this local body of Christ here at Faith Baptist. Because you'll gain a family and strength and help. And it is good for us to do so. Let's bow our heads. Father, Stand before you with a thankful heart. Thankful for your blessings. For the the brothers and sisters you've brought together here to be a part of this local body, Lord. We are so blessed and so thankful that you have brought us together in this community that we can support each other and help each other through the hard times and rejoice with each other in the good times, Lord. We are so thankful. Please help us uh, to continue to uh, glorify You in all that we do as we follow Your Spirit's leading, Lord. Help us to be a light to the community around us so that they would see the relationship we have here and uh, desire to be a part of it. Lord, I ask Your blessing on all those who need You, those who aren't here and away from us, that You would bring us together again, Lord, and You continue to pour Your blessings here on us as you have so abundantly. I thank you for all that you've done. I ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.